You can now take KRBN Internet News Talk Radio with you on your mobile phone as we are making it easier to listen to the great hosts here on KRBN, including our very own West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bozovich. It's free and available on Google Play. Just look for player.fm. That's player.fm and search for KRBN. Live from Lane County, Oregon, it's the Bose No Show with your host, West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bozovich. And now, here's Jay. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of the Bose Nose Show. And I'm your host, Westland County Commissioner Jay Bozovich. And we're coming to you live from beautiful downtown Elmira. And we have a guest on the show today uh, by telephone because we couldn't quite get Skype to work today for some reason for uh, Ryan Seneca. Um, and um, we're just going to have Ryan by his cell phone, unfortunately. And speaking of which, Robin, there's somebody uh, on the line uh, on the board. You want to just double-check, make sure it's not somebody that wants to talk. Um, Because we are a call-in show, and the call-in number is 646-721-9887. And just you have to press 1 if you want to talk on the show, because that kind of lights up a little, you know, puts a little hand up on our board so we know you're not just calling in to listen. So, Ryan, before we go much further, Tell me, how do you pronounce your last name? I probably butcher it every time I say it. <laughs> oh, you did pretty good, Jay. It's uh, Seneca, C-E-N-I-G-A. Seneca. Okay. Sort of like the Indians with a G. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, yeah, it's been said about every different way you can, and it uh, – it doesn't bother me. It, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I grew up not too far from a little tiny speck on the map called Seneca, Maryland, and that was from the Seneca Indians that were from that area. And that was spelt, though, S-E-N-I-C-A. So I just have to remember that, you know, that and just put the G instead of the, the C on the end, so Seneca. Um, yeah, I'd say the most popular one I get around here is Seneca. Oh, part of the sawmill. <laughs> no, uh, not quite. Yeah. So, um, I get that. So, Ryan, you, you've thrown your hat in the ring uh, for my seat on West Lane County Commissioner, and um, I just want to take a minute maybe just to have you introduce yourself to my audience just start out, you know, you know, where'd you grow up, go to high school, you know, and a few things, you know, a little bit of background on, on you know, who, who's Ryan? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, well, I was actually born over on the coast, uh, Coos Bay, and uh, we moved to Junction City when I was just a couple of years old, uh, about five or so. And uh, I've actually been in Lane County ever since. Uh, took off for a couple of years, went to Arizona, went to school in Arizona. And uh, 
could not wait to get back and use those webbed feet. <laughs> it's hot in Arizona. Um, but yeah, so I went through school all through uh, all my years there in uh, in JC. Played all the sports, and I uh, actually met my wife in high school, and uh, we just celebrated 20 years in October. So uh, that's pretty exciting. Uh, both of us have big families in Junction City, so when you uh, when you have big families like that, it's it's not uncommon to get a lot of waves and have a lot of uh, hour long trips to Safeway if, if uh, the commissioner understands what I'm talking about there. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I started out. I was grew up farming, cleaning stalls. Um, moved on to uh, become a diesel mechanic there at uh, at the time it was Guarantee working on the Highline Motorhomes and uh, moved on to construction work. Got on with a company, uh, Anderson Erosion Control, and we traveled all over working on government jobs, doing big highway jobs and stuff. And uh, decided that was just too much travel for me, so I got on... Uh, with Junction City Public Works, and I was there for a long time. Learned a lot about the budgets and the government work, how how things go, and the uh, the amount of time and effort it takes to get things done. And uh, from from Junction City, I I moved over to Eweb. Now I'm a Eweb guy, and I work on the water distribution side of Eweb. That's, you know, a, a great background and, and puts you pretty solidly as, as a um, basically almost a Lane County native, um, you know, a little bit of time in Coos Bay, which doesn't hurt too bad because it kind of makes you at least have some roots on the coast, which part of uh, West Lane County is Florence and Dune City. Um, tell me a little bit about um, some of your community involvement. I understand your your grandfather was was um, a school superintendent and a Lions Club member, and it kind of started a family tradition of, of service. Can you talk about a little bit about your service background there? Yeah, uh, for sure. So my uh, my grandma and grandpa lived over in Lebanon, and uh, my my mother with the uh, four young boys and uh the fifth as a daughter in the summer she'd pawn a couple of us off on grandma and grandpa <laughs> so she could keep her sanity and uh so i i would i'd go back and forth from here to lebanon and uh a lot of that was going to the to the meetings and the lions club meetings with grandpa and part of the elks and the rotary and just just seeing how involved he was and how well he was liked and how well he was known in town just for, for always helping people. Um, you know, he was always looking for, for people that might need glasses or might, might need some hearing aids. And, uh, that, that really resonated with me as a, as a young guy. And I always looked up to him for that kind of stuff. And it was things all the way he'd work the strawberry festival for the lions club. And I mean, it was just always something. And, uh, I kind of grew up, knowing and thinking that that that's that was going to be one of my hobbies and uh 
as I started to grow up, I was one of the youngest line clubs, uh, line club members in, in Junction for for a while. And we've got some younger guys coming in now, which is really nice. Uh, but even even before that, I, I saw a need for uh, help with the athletic programs in in town, and uh, there was a couple of people really working hard to keep all these kids in these sports programs and not getting a lot of help. So I did what I could and got in and started helping, and that uh, that led to about 10 or 12 years of <laughs> coaching kids later. And uh, that ended a couple of years ago when my – actually last year, shoot, when my, uh, my youngest – so I have a 13- and a 15-year-old when my youngest finally moved into the, uh, into the school sports programs. And, uh, that led me into having a little too much free time. So I signed up for the school board and, uh, as you know, how that went, you endorsed one of my opponents in a, in a three-way race. And we ended up, we ended up pulling that off. So I, so I joined the school board about the, uh, third or fourth, school board meeting in they they were looking for volunteers for the uh long range facility planning committee and so of course i raised my hand and and now i'm part of that and uh yeah it's just it's it's always always being involved and and always helping we between the school board and the lions club and we're always cooking chickens for for fundraisers and we're always putting on Christmas parties or parades for just for community involvement. And it's, it's a lot of fun and I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. It, uh, I think it really helps you build pride in your community, in your community when you are that involved and, and you take stuff serious and start to notice where you're lacking a little bit and, and, and what you can do to help. If, uh, if you're not going to help then then who is? So, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Well, <clears throat> that sounds like a, a great background of, of you know yeah. deep community roots and and uh, dedication to service to the community. Before we get much further, I do have two people that have been on hold basically since we started the show that want to talk to you. So I'm going to jump to Kathy. Um, Hello. Kathy, how are you doing? Yes. You have a question for Ryan? I'm good. I'm, yeah, I'm uh, out here in Deadwood, and I was calling to talk with Ryan since uh, he's on the school board and involved with different issues related to the schools and masking. I was wondering if he's concerned about the governor's indoor mask mandate. Hey, Kathy. Yes. As you can imagine, I have been in these school board meetings where it is it is a hot topic. Uh, we've had, I mean, it didn't get nasty like some of the four J's, but we've had our we've had our school board meetings packed with people wanting to talk, and we've had people outside with signs, and it's it's not a it's not a real fun place to come into because you have to put your personal thoughts aside and 
go with your board decisions. Uh, we've, we've had, we've had great talks with our superintendent, Troy Stoops. He's an awesome guy. He's very open-minded. Um, but the governor really, really didn't leave any room for error. There was, there was no going against her, her mandates at this point. You just can't afford to. When she put a teacher's licensure on the line, well, that that pretty much ended any debate. No, no teacher is going to possibly lose their license over over a mask mandate. So that it was really tough, and we had a lot of a lot of hard conversations about it. You know, teachers are teachers are hard to find right now. They're really sought after, and uh, we talked to our teachers and we talked to our parents. We did we we sent out some flyers and, and asked, what do you guys think? And it was overwhelmingly, we would rather have our kids in school with a mask and have the schools shut down. So that, uh, that, that's what the board went with. I see. And as, but on the County board, you would have some input. For instance, do you think that the County should, should require the vaccinations for their employees? <laughs> well, Kathy, I I am really hoping by twenty twenty three, which is which is when I would start, that we're over this. Uh I, I and it is so hard to say right now with with how fast things are changing. Anything I say today is gonna be is is gonna not make sense tomorrow the the one thing i i can and and will stand behind is i believe the people have the choice over their over their bodies that they're they're the ones that decide um that that is where i i can make a stand and i i think i will always believe in that unless i mean who knows what what comes down the line but um it's it's a personal choice and i i do think it should it should stay that way kathy so, would by personal choice, but you, so for instance, does that mean that you would be then opposed to the vaccination requirement? Is that what you mean, or that then they could choose not to get it and do something else? I don't understand. Well, I yeah, I mean, I guess I I, I feel like I answered the question. I mean, if if. If in 2023 there's still asking about mandates or that's still going on, I guess we'll have to address it then. But I mean, right right now, I I can't take a strong stand on it. I don't see what direction it's going to go. Like, who knows what's going to be happening right then? Um, I can say right now, like I said, it's I I feel like it should be a personal choice. If something happens and it's the death rates way up and and we're who knows right now i'm it, it should be a personal choice would would that also be true for for things like hepatitis vaccinations and tb tests and all of those for which are currently employee required i i haven't got into that I'm sure I haven't looked. That's never been. Uh, that's. Yeah, I'm not sure that's required by county empo- for county employees. 
to get a hepatitis shot or or anything. Um, I've been to be in honest, public that, work. For as, a, as a commissioner, I, I, I'm pretty aware that that I don't think that's a direct requirement. The 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 mandate for the vaccine for um, COVID is probably the first um, medical requirement for non-medical personnel. Um, I think our our county has ever placed on people. Um, yeah, there are some situations our our medical personnel that are going to be in close contact with sick people have have some differing requirements. But our public works guys that don't necessarily have those kind of contacts, um, I don't think there's any requirement to get other other medical procedures to maintain their jobs. So. Uh, anything else you wanted to ask, Ryan, besides the, the issue on, on this? If not, I've got about six people waiting to talk to Ryan, Kathy. No, I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate Ryan, you, you making yourself available to answer questions. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Kathy. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, I've been in public works for a long time, Jay. I, I've never seen a hepatitis vaccine mandate. I know it's it's offered, uh, but I've never seen it mandated. So I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty aware of what, what we require of employees. And I, I am not aware of any vaccinations we require for employment at Lane County outside of some of our medical personnel that might actually be dealing with vulnerable people. Um, so moving on, Ryan, um, <clears throat> I just, you know, We've got about uh, four people waiting, to, or three people waiting to talk to you. Mind if we just keep going down okay. the list real quick, and, and uh, then we'll yeah. get back to. Then we'll try and get back to maybe talking about you know why you why you decide to run and all that stuff. But I hate leaving people on hold too long, so no, we'll move to. Uh, yeah, let's move to to James. Uh, James, uh, you're on with Ryan. You have a question for him. Uh, hi. Um, thanks, uh, Mr. Bosvich, for uh, uh, letting me ask a question. And Ryan, hi. Uh, it's good to meet you here. Um, and I really like the fact that you come from a, a worker, a working man, working person background, and so you can understand um, issues that relate to working people, I'm sure. And I was wondering if you... Um, Mr. Bozovich is, is, is opposed to raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour, and um, I'm wondering if you agree with that or not, and um, if what your position is on raising the minimum wage in, in Oregon, and, and nationally, too. Yeah, yeah. I, so I have mixed feelings on, on the minimum wage. It's it's tough because I, I feel like a minimum wage is is an entry level position. It's it's for uh, it's for kids coming out of of school and for people with part time jobs that are just trying to make a little bit more money. I I don't think it was ever designed to be a living wage um, with inflation and everything, especially. But if I I would like to push trade schools. I mean, we're talking about minimum wage, but look at the look at the labor force out there. There are a ton of skilled positions available, and it just takes a little background for people to know. 
Um, you know, if I feel like swages, and that is, I, I, I do stand by that. And if you look at what pipe welders are making, what HVAC people are making, electricians, plumbers, you go down the list, and it's, it's skilled trade. And I, I think those trades should be honored, and that's a, that's a good living wage. I mean, I've, I've, I've paid for my family of four to, to live in Junction fairly decently off, off of skilled labor wages. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying, um, and I, I just feel that working people, uh, even young people trying to get into the labor force, um, I've read statistics about that 70% of our national economy is driven by consumer spending, and we really need consumer spending now. 70% of the economy is consumer spending and so if you put um, a decent wage into people's pockets they will and they're certainly going to go out and spend it because they they have to for their needs and so that's why I'm really strong on the on raising and keeping the minimum wage at least $15 an hour and I believe it should be more but the folks out there the working people out there are going to they're going to add that money into the economy and help us build, build the econ- economy and help fight inflation. And um, it'll have all kinds of other beneficial effects. So uh, I just hope you will consider that when, if that issue comes before you, should you be on the, uh, the county commission. And thanks so much for your time. And thanks, Mr. Bozovich. Yeah, James, I, I appreciate that. I mean, those, those are all good points and, I think our our line of thinking is, is, is not far off. We're both right in there. We want people to be making good living wages and just that little yeah. that little area in between. Great. And thanks again, Ryan. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you, James, for calling in and yeah, <clears throat> just remind folks, you know, if you want to talk to myself or Ryan, we're six four six seven two one nine eight eight seven. And we'll move on to um, Martin, who wants to get in on the show. Martin, you have a question for Ryan or myself? Right, right. Yeah, this is Martin over in Junction City. Thank you, Jay. Hi, Ryan. It was nice to hear, you know, your background. Uh, I liked hearing about how your grandpa was an influence on you, um, getting involved in the public and everything. Um, And I, I definitely remember seeing your name around the neighborhood a couple months ago back for the uh, school board. That was, so it's pretty, uh, pretty cool to talk to you now. Um, I'm just curious with the uh, school board, uh, I guess it's been a couple months. Have you been able to accomplish any, any of your original goals um, since you've started? And are there any other major goals that you hope to accomplish by the end of your term? Uh, Yeah. You know, it's, as you can probably imagine, one of our goals at this point is just to keep the schools open, keep the kids in there, keep uh, keep sports going, and uh, we have we have managed to do that. That it, it sounds like a simple task, but <laughs> with today's times, yeah. it's actually been pretty trying. Um, right. And you know, we one thing we we did, and it was it was. Uh, 
a team effort, but I've got to get our soup. I got to give our superintendent most of the credit was we, that planning committee I was talking about, we got the ball rolling and we just got a $200,000 for new sports lights for the stadium. Um, I don't know if you've uh, been to a football game in the last couple of years, but you stand next to a diesel generator and a light tower to, so the <laughs> kids can play football and soccer at night. It it, uh, it takes a little little bit away from the the, the Friday night lights feel. Uh, right. So we got we got the lights coming. We've got a bunch of community backing to help do it. I I actually we have eWeb helping put some of the poles in the ground. We got EPUD coming. We've got a uh, uh, guy. TJ, I can't remember who he works for, but he he's he's going to handle the wiring of the lights and a uh, local guy that I used to work for, I brought it up, Anderson Erosion, and uh, a couple of those guys are going to donate some some excavators so we can get out there and trench the trench the lights in, and it's that that's a that that was a huge one for us. It, a lot of people are really excited about that. Uh, and as far as anything towards towards the uh end of my career there which who knows hopefully hopefully i get to keep going and on the school board was uh just just making the right decisions for junction i i really came in with with no agenda just to get to get along with the board members and when something comes up make an educated guess if i need help with information or if i've there's some ideas I want to bounce off people. It's it's talk to people in the community that I know and trust and and get as many points of view on these topics as I can and, and come in and express that to the board. We've we we've got a great board and we may differ on opinions sometimes, most of the times, but at the end of the day it, it, I, I feel strongly that it was the best decision for the school. And, and that's, that's a lot. That's huge. It's getting along with your board. Right. Right. Perfect. Well, thank you, Ryan. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Jay. You all have a good night. All yeah, right. You too. Nice to talk. All right. So we have one more person waiting to talk to you. We have Twyla. Twyla, do you have a question for Ryan? Yes. Hi, Jay. Um, I live in Eugene, but thinking about, I'm a grandparent, and I have a, knowing how influential grandparents can be, I really appreciate the time I can have with my granddaughters. At the same time, I see how my daughter and her husband, the difficulty in being able to access childcare and early learning services. And so both Jay and you, Ryan, I mean, what can certainly schools, what role, what do you see happening in terms of supporting so many people, uh, you know, especially women can't go back to work because they can't afford to, especially if they're working a lower wage job, which a lot of them, and, you know, in uh, child care centers and even with teaching credentials and and um, different kind of credentials, are earning very little money. Do you think it would make a difference? How are we going to get the uh, schools and uh, early learning 
just a, a part of our county system? Well, I, I would I would have to look into the county side of it. I, I don't think the county's involved. It's it's uh, they might put on some child care. Do they do they do that, Jay? Do you guys do that right now? Yeah, that's you know I was going to jump in because it's a, it's an it, this is one place where Lane County, you know, we're involved in so much um, and have much broader um, services and authorities than a city does. But we have at just like a city, we have nothing to do with the school systems. So um, you know, we don't yeah we don't we don't fund them. We don't yeah. have any. Over them, so it, there's a, there's an interesting separation there, and it's what about you know, okay, it's, yeah, it's, but not if it's not part of the school system, if it's providing services, human human services. Yeah, there's there's some level of uh, you know some of the um, nonprofits we support might provide some of those services. In fact, uh, you know some of the the work we do to prevent um, homelessness and to prevent um, domestic violence and if you support some of these uh, agencies that do provide some child care uh, like the relief nurseries and and some other um, agencies uh, also our work with um, uh, disabled uh, people and dis- you know folks with disabilities um, you know we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we support other agencies such as um, you know the Pearl Buck Center that provides um, early learning for um, children of parents you know, where the parents have um, um, learning disabilities and other issues. Uh, so there is a, little, a small role we play in that. But one of the interesting things is is some of the reasons why childcare has gotten so difficult to find has been an increasing regulatory environment that makes it difficult to do you know, it makes it difficult for, say, the, the parent that wants to stay at home with their kids to accept other kids into their home and, and take payment, you know, for that without having a whole bunch of inspections, certifications, um, licensing, and everything else now. It used to be fairly common. There might be, you know, a, a local mom on, on your block that stayed home and, and watched multiple kids and, and got paid to do so. That's very difficult yeah. to do, and so so part of the problem with childcare is not so much um, we made it difficult as as government, and I think there's there's a piece of this that government needs to own up to why there's a shortage of childcare, and and maybe think about you know recently you know. They've lowered some of the issues around getting teachers' licenses because of the teaching shortage. There right. may be some, and and this is this is more of an issue that that the state does that licensing and and the inspection work for child care facilities. So this is more of okay. a question not for a county but for the state legislature to try and to deal with some of those issues. So the, there's yeah. some the small piece the county has in in some. Parts parts of childcare and 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 um, but there's a big piece I think the state has to play, and you know you might want to talk with um, you know if you're in Eugene, uh, you know Floyd mm-hmm. Pozanski, Paul Holvey, um, 
you know. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some of, some of the local legislators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate like, that. And I, I do know that, yeah, the, the county has that role with the developmental disabilities services, and that's really important. Do you know if there's a wait list for, for kids to get in, or are they able to serve all those that are um, eligible? For Pearl Brooks program, the, I'm not. Yeah. The developmental disabilities, I think we've been, that's one of the one places that I know at Wayne County, we just, we keep hiring more and more people, at least authorizing positions. I'm not sure we're getting them all filled. But um, yeah. that that has been a very um, quickly expanding uh, division in Lane County. And in fact, we're building a new building for them because of that. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So hmm. I, I know that there's, I don't think there's necessarily a wait list to get services, whether or not your children are going to get into a program like Pearl Bucks. Um, I can't answer that question off the top of my head. I'd probably have to check with the folks yeah. at Pearl Bucks. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks. Yeah, thank you for your thoughts on that. And uh, I just uh, hope that uh, that we can uh, increase the, the um, access for parents and young children. <laughs> Early learning yeah. will make their school life much better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, can, I can relate on this one, Twyla. My, my wife and I are both, like you were saying, it's, you almost have to be dual income anymore and uh, getting our kids to school and to daycare and back and forth, it, it, it was a lot of work. And, and we leaned on our on our parents, their grandparents, probably a little harder than mm-hmm. I'd like to. Because you're you're supposed to have the fun role, not the <laughs> not to get ready yeah. for school role, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. You guys take care. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for calling, Twyla. Bye. Bye-bye. So that, you know, there you go. We just had four people jump in on the Bose Nose Show and get to talk to uh, Ryan and myself. Um, you know, you've got the candidate for West Lane Commissioner. You've got the current West Lane Commissioner. You know, that's one of the reasons why I do the Bose Nose Show, so people can call in and we can talk about some of these issues. Um, Again, it's 646-721-9887. Don't forget to press 1 so that Robin knows you're calling in to uh, speak and not just calling in to listen, which we consistently have callers do. So, um, you know, it's interesting that that issue of, of child care and, and, and minimum wage yeah. came up because one of the issues that sometimes people don't think about that drives that whole need is how much it costs to live in this state, in this county. And part of that cost is housing and how incredibly expensive housing is, um, which kind of gets back to some of, you know, know, something I've always tried to promote is trying to make it easier to build houses in Lane County um, and and trying to remove barriers to that and promoting, um, you know, uh, the development of new housing, you know, sometimes I've been successful in helping cities expand UGBs uh, like uh, Junction City did uh, over the last, you know, 10 years a couple times. Um, sometimes I haven't been, like like the city of Eugene that's kind of refused to expand their UGB. Um, but 
housing is a big issue, but that gets us back, Ryan, to talking maybe a little bit about why you decided that, uh, you know, besides the fact that I know I asked you to run. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. Asking one thing, but why you said yes. Um, uh, you know, what are some of the issues that motivate you to be a Lane County Commissioner? Uh, it was a lot of, after you talked to me, I, I've known a lot of the, a lot of the guys around town, around well, around West Lane for years, and so I kind of started asking them, with with no, I mean, them, they they knew something was going on, but I just started asking them what they thought of of you or what what they thought of that position, and uh, it was the Lane County Commissioner position they do a lot and it has a lot of impact on people, especially, especially the rural communities. And, uh, this was before they knew you weren't, weren't running again. And people are overwhelmingly concerned about the, uh, anti-business direction Wayne County's headed, uh, whether it may be a third, fourth generation, farmer, forester, somebody ranching, or or it's some of my friends in real estate. Uh, with with real estate going up, you'd think they'd be overwhelmed, but at the same time, they're trying to get these first-time home buyers into houses, and, and they don't exist. Well, part of it is just the cost to build in Lane County or to build in Crown Junction. It's, it's astronomical. It's not the... Uh, small town buy a little house and, and get started i mean brandy and i bought our first house well, a while ago now probably 17 18 years ago and i don't know if we could get started now and, and we and we're both doing pretty well so i i would say i'd like to i'd like to make rural lane county rural lane county again so people can get started uh, one of my one of my biggest concerns is uh, that my kids won't get to enjoy the the same things we did with all the with all the regulations and restrictions. I mean, my daughter, shoot, I was already farming for two years, and my daughter can't even farm until next year. Just just another one of those things that they're just they just keep picking away at at the at the help, and it's it's making it tough for these businesses to be profitable and. I mean, if they're not profitable, why are they in business? They're going to go somewhere else where they can be. And you, you just hate to see businesses pushed out. Um, yeah, I mean, that's so, that's a lot of it. So I, I, while we were talk, talking about that, I see we got, um, it looks like Teresa called in and has, has a question. Teresa, do you mm-hmm. have a question for Ryan or myself or, or a comment? Yes, I do. Thank you very much. Ryan, my question is to you. Um, I certainly appreciate that Mr. Bozovich asked you to run, and I'm assuming that you probably have similar views to his. I'm curious, um, how are you different, Mr. Bozovich, and um, where would you take our county? What What would your goals be on the county level for what you would like to see accomplished in your term should um, you become our new commissioner? 
All right. Hey, Teresa, where are you, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Eugene. Oh, you're Eugene? Okay. Um, well, I would say if you, if you saw Jay and I next to each other, we couldn't be any further apart. <laughs> yeah. I believe you were formerly an engineer, Jay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, if I recall. And, uh, and I am not. I've, I've been blue collar working my whole life. Um, do we have similar views? Uh, I've been watching Jay for years, and I would say yes on a lot of the land use issues and uh, restrictions and things. That, yeah, we do. We're we're both big into public safety. Um, I would like to sh- I would like to see public safety prioritized even a little bit more. That's that's something I'm 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 passionate about. Um, and it's really hard to see to to put to put a four year I mean it's a four year term so you get in twenty three and in twenty seven are the same things going to be important that that's important right now I, I mean I guess in your beliefs they will but I mean look at look at COVID that's come up who would have ever thought this would have this much priority going on right now um, my my biggest thing is in four years I want to be making the best decision the best educated decision for Lane County um, yes I, I I'm running for West Lane Commissioner and I'm, I'm going to listen to my constituents but count Lane County is it's a big county it covers a lot of area so that's why there's five commissioners and, and, and each one of them has input so that's I would I would handle it similar to to how I do the school board Listen to everybody's point of view. Everybody comes in educated. Everybody has an idea on on the way it should go, and usually, hopefully, it lands somewhere in the middle. And and that that's negotiating. That's that's politics. Mhm. So, how would you how would you say you are different than Mr. Bozovich, and how would you say you are the same? Now, you talked about public safety a little bit. In, mm-hmm. Can you be a little more specific for me? Well, the sheriff's office, I talked to Cliff, the Lane County Sheriff, and he was talking about times. There's there's a 45-minute call. If somebody calls in, says, I need help, I'm out in rural Lane County, it could be 45 minutes before a sheriff gets there. That's not the sheriff's fault. That's 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 a funding issue. There's not enough sheriffs. Like like I mentioned earlier, Lane County is a big county, and we just need more coverage. I mean, that's that's what I was talking about with with public safety. Is that does that answer your question with that? Um, uh, not really. I'm um, I'm trying to make. I'm trying to. De- I don't know you, Ray or Ryan. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're new to me. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to determine, um, you know, uh, where you stand on things. And um, I'm, I'm hearing that public safety is an issue and a concern for you. Um, it, it seems like, you know, um, the earlier caller around um, COVID um, 
protocol and mask mandates and vaccine mandates and all of those kinds of things, we're, you know, there's that's public safety also. So I'm I'm curious, um, not not even so much about that. I'm just curious about how you distinguish yourself from Mr. Bozovich. And I'm also curious about your specific goals going into this job, not just Lane County is a big county, right? But as a county commissioner, um, what would you what would you like to see our county do in the next four years? Well, I I would start with, I mean, okay, so we need more we need more shares, as was what I said. So I would start with managing our forest. I mean, if we're if we're harvesting timber, that that equals public safety. I mean, that's and 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 that's making family wage jobs. Um, you know, I've 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 grown up in West Lane. You're you're in Eugene, so when I when I talk about public safety, I, I understand it doesn't resonate as much with you. You're, you call 911 and there's a Eugene police officer there within three to five minutes. Well, when you're oh, out I... and you know that, when you're out and you know that 45 minutes, that that's a big difference. Um, and I, I'm talking to people in the rural areas, and that is one of their number one concerns. So that's that's who I'm representing. Um, as far as what Jay and I are different on, I. I mean, I haven't actually sat down and started a list. I'm, I'm guessing we could find a lot of things, but I said, you know, I, I'm nonpartisan. This is a nonpartisan position. I'm not affiliated. I'm, I haven't been a registered Republican or a registered Democrat. I'm, uh, my grandpa was a Democrat. My dad was a Republican and I grew up. They both mm-hmm. had great points. Um, mm-hmm. and I've, I've kind of stayed true to that. That's, that's where I'm at. Um, I mean that's that's politically. I, I don't know what else you're looking for policy-wise. I, I we, we would have to sit down on paper and and look at our different policies. I, that's mm-hmm. I, I don't have a a comparison in front of me, but it. I, mean, we, I would say, are we going to vote the same on two two random topics that were brought up to us? I don't know. We might. Mm-hmm. We might not. It would depend on what he felt strongly about and what I, what I feel strongly about. I mean, I know I feel strongly about kids and our safety and have, having, having good schools, even though that's not part of Lane County, but I'm, I'm, I'm deeply involved in it with my school board stuff. And and these are my thoughts. Um, Mm -hmm. If I was going to listen to Jay, he's, he's more business oriented. Uh, And that's, that's probably two things that we would, we would differ a little bit on whether we came up with the same answers or same decisions. I, I don't know. We haven't, we haven't had those kind of conversations yet. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. I look, I look forward to hearing more about your, um, your positions for, you know, our, our County issues, because mm-hmm. that's what we're dealing with here. And, yeah. um, I I am very glad to hear that public safety is an important thing to you. Um, when I hear public safety, I truly believe 
that um, the mask mandate that uh, Governor Brown has put on our state has increased the safe, our public safety a great deal. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping that you would strongly support uh, continued mask mandates in the schools and, and in public businesses, because I think that's made a really big difference in Oregon's outcome through COVID. So I'm hoping that you can tell me that you support public um, mask mandates as well. <laughs> well I, I'm going to tell you that uh, Junction City currently has a mask mandate for the schools, and the teachers are happy and the, the parents are happy their kids are in school. Right, but how about for public businesses? Do you prov- I'm not talking about schools. Do you support... Oh. Um, having public mask mandates in our businesses as well. I think that's made a huge difference. Yeah, I when when I sit down and break break down my beliefs, it would be it would truly be up to the business. Uh, that that's how I feel, and that and part of that is, is that that would that would sort itself out if a business didn't have a mask mandate and. Uh, nobody was going in that business because they didn't have a mandate. Well, then they would put in a mandate. Um, so that's and, and part of that is I don't think the business should be forced to, to be the mask police. That, that to me is, is, is really tough when it's an unneeded stress put on businesses in a stressful time. And if, and if you left it up to the business, up to the people, I, I think it would sort itself out. The the businesses would decide, the people would decide. And if you were running a, a restaurant that had a mask mandate and the one next to it didn't, and they had more people, maybe you would relax on it. I I, I don't know, but I mean that's 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 how those things sort themselves out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just feel terrible if you go into a restaurant in town and there's some poor 17 year old that's got to tell some 40 year old guy to put his mask on before he can, before he can serve him. And that, I, how how do you, how do you have a good answer for that? That's, that's not that kid's job. He shouldn't have to be doing that. Um, And if, if it was up to the people and they, they, I I think, I think we could, I think we could sort this stuff out on, on our own without, without the government being involved, letting the people and the businesses decide. Right. And I, I, I realize my safety, my public safety around COVID is, is determined in part by what the people around me are doing as well. And when people um, don't use masks or don't use masks correctly or are trying to say, you know, it's my, it's my right to decide what I do, right? Well, I'm breathing that same air. And so while my mask is going to primarily protect the people around me, if the people around me aren't wearing masks, then they're not really protecting me. And so I think that, that part of the public good comes from um, making some basic agreements for the safety of of all of us. 
something that I'm disappointed in your answer when you tell me that um, you believe that this should be something that businesses can decide what they want to do about because I I believe that that is um, not helping our public safety in this pandemic. However, well, I mean, I'm very glad talking. to see you in the race, and I <laughs> appreciate your willingness to talk to me. Yeah, well, and just just real quick, so you so you do understand part part of that is if you know this business isn't enforcing it or these people aren't doing it, you're not going to go in there, right? I mean, that's that that to me would be a, a simple fix. They, if you feel strongly about it, then they don't need your money, and and you could go on to the next business because somebody's going to be enforcing it. I mean, there's going to be a mandate or there's going to be a store that's mandating it, excuse me. And that's, that's how you, that's how you handle it. You, 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 uh, take your wallet where, where you're comfortable. Well, for example, you can't go to um, a basketball game at the U of O Matt court without wearing a mask and showing your vaccination status. Um, do you think that that is um, appropriate? Well, that's up to the U of O. Is how, how I haven't been to a game, but is the stadium full? Um, it depends on the game and it depends on the team, right? Right. So, but but it's that's an example of something that I can't just go to another business for, right? It's not like there's choices of <clears throat> of venues. If I want to go to a college game, then I need to be vaccinated and I need to be masked. And I personally am glad about that. But I'm wanting to hear, is that something that you support as I do? Or is that something that you don't support? <laughs> well, I think we've, I think we've gone through it a couple of times now, yeah. but I mean, so you know, it's a little bit different than a business. Yeah. You yeah. is trying to keep a school open um, and is also following NCAA um, standards around some certain things too, when it comes to those games. Um, and, and, you know, one of the things you don't know is how many people are not attending U of O functions because of those requirements. Um, you know, that there's, there's like, like, um, Brian expressed, people will vote with their wallets. Um, and, and, and there may be a certain amount of, of people that aren't, are no longer attending U of O events because of that. Um, you know, Teresa, I, I appreciate the call, but I think I want to see if we can move on to, I've got somebody I've been left holding now for about 10 minutes from Florence and That's we're fair. running really short on time. So let me, let me jump to um, Jeff from Florence here. Thank you for calling Teresa. Hey, from the very hey. West edge of your responsibilities uh, from Florence. Um, it's beautiful out here. It's cold and uh big surf. Yeah. It's the hey. same, same here. Inland a little bit. No surf, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, just to put a positive note on this, the very last few minutes of your show. Um, yeah. 
you know, you, you got to stick with what you believe and with what you know, and just don't let other people sway you on it. If you really have a good, strong conviction on something. Thanks. And, Jeff. and I, I, I think, and I, and I think I hear that in your voice. Um, you know, just to go along, just go from the very beginning when I moved here, cause I live off in the woods from the town, mm-hmm. the police will not go into, you know, even though they're only like another mile from me, I have to call the sheriff and that's going to be forever. And the first thing somebody told me when I moved in here, they said, buy yourself a shotgun. <laughs> well, it, it, sometimes that is very hard to explain uh, when, when a call is three, five minutes away from being answered. Uh, I, I live, I live outside city limits as well. And uh, there's a big difference between three to five minutes and 30 to 45 if, if something bad's happening. And that's, that's a, that's a real concern. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like us neighbors, when we had the winds come down, I mean, people, neighbor gave me a phone call and said, Hey, do you have a chainsaw? Um, because we had to take care of that ourselves just to get out of our driveways, extreme wind that brought down several trees. And this, I hate to say it, but it's the same thing with the law enforcement. If you live in town, our police force will get to you. I mean, probably within five minutes, but Mm -hmm. just out of jurisdiction alone, I mean, they're not going to get to me. I mean, whatever happened, happened. It went, it, it processed somebody's injured or hurt or whatever and it's just a different it's just a different animal out here when you're outside of the jurisdiction of the city yeah it really is and and that's that's also on the same token what we love about it (laughs) you know i mean that's that's why we live out there is is we can do it but uh now the a little bit of those calls is is a little excessive, but I mean, if a tree comes down, you're right. We're we're capable of cutting it up and getting it out of the way. Um, when uh, when it comes to the public safety stuff, uh, I I could I could just I would I would sleep better with a little quicker times, and and the sheriff would too. And it's uh, we had a great his guys and how dedicated they are and. And start to think about it, Jeff. You you got a guy who's 45 minutes away. Well, think how far his backup is, and he's going out into your neighborhood with by himself. That's that's a daunting task. These are tough guys, and and they need they need some help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, here in Florence, we we really support our our firefighters, police officers, and. An ambulance, and so you know, we really appreciate those guys. And it sounds like you do too. I do. I I really do. Um, the the longer you're around, and the more you're doing this public work stuff, you you realize it takes it takes a real calling for some of these positions, and uh, and that's one of them. Awesome. Sure. Well, it, you guys literally are in the last seconds. I. I'll call back some other time. We'll talk about multi-unit property tax exemptions and stuff. Well, Jeff, uh, feel free to reach out to me anytime. I, I enjoy, I, I enjoy the input. I really do. All right. Well, God bless you guys and have a good evening. Uh, you too. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, that was Jeff from Florence and we are 
just about out of time here, Ryan. Can you real quick tell people what your website is and if there's a phone number or any other information you want to put out there or any events coming up that you want people to know about? Yeah, if you get on my uh, on my either my Facebook page, which is Ryan Seniga, C-E-N-I-G-A, for Westland Commissioner, or there is a website, it's uh, com. Uh, we've got a gathering that uh, Boomer Wright and Jamie are helping me put together for Mapleton, and it looks like it's slated for January 22nd at 2 o'clock. It'll be a Saturday down at the either at the Grange or the or the bank down there. They're not certain yet. Um, we've got a couple events coming up. If you get on the web page, and uh, you'll see some of the, the meet and greets. And I'd like to like to see as many people as possible. We were just over in uh, Florence last Friday. I called it the uh, the Boomer Tour, riding around with uh, Boomer Wright, meeting people, and uh, it was it was fun to uh, to meet all our friends on the uh, the west side of the tunnel and say hi and and uh, give them give them my information and start building some relationships over there. Great. Well, thank you for coming on the Bose Nose Show, and um, thank you to everybody that called in and to everyone that was, list- that was listening. We'll be back next week with a regular edition of the Bose Nose Show. There's a lot that happened this week that we didn't get to talk about, um, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about Horton Pond, which needs, needs some rescuing, and I, and I know Ryan, um, growing up in Junction City, knows all about Horton Pond and has spent time out there himself, so... Um, Ryan, thank you for being on the Bose Nose Show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week coming to you live from beautiful downtown Elmira. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.